Hello and welcome to another episode of the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green. This is a podcast where we remind ourselves that God deserves every praise from every creature every day. This is a podcast at the Scattered Abroad Network. Make sure you go up and check out all the various podcasts that we have each day of the week. Go check out the Ohana podcast with uh, Lima Asine. And uh, I've got Lima with me on the podcast for a few weeks. And uh, we're talking about the plan of salvation. This is certainly a critical topic. And he's with me to discuss hearing the gospel today. But uh, before we do that, Lima, how are you doing? And would you like to introduce yourself? I'm doing great. Um, once again, I'm Lima. Um, I'm the preacher here at the Honolulu Church of Christ and uh, been friends for with uh chase here since our time in uh, msop he's an awesome dude uh he has a lot to share with us uh, from god's word and so i appreciate the opportunity being here on this podcast i appreciate you brother and i appreciate your podcast the ohana podcast that comes out once a month and uh our listeners can check that out at scattered abroad and uh lima you're quite the evangelist you've you've had a lot of success uh, evangelizing, and that's that's wonderful, and to God be the glory for that. Um, what's your secret, brother? Uh, preach the gospel. Preach the gospel, right? That's the secret. Uh, right. Not not my recipe is, is the recipe of the apostles that we read right. about in the book of Acts. Amen, brother. Well, um, I know that you've got a way with uh, with people to be able to be uh, very successful in evangelizing, so that's a wonderful, wonderful gift, and uh, we all need to be doing that as Christians. So uh, we're talking about the plan of salvation with Lima for a few weeks, and the first step in the plan of salvation that we want to talk about is hearing. So before we embark on our study of the plan of salvation, and before we talk about hearing, can we kind of talk about why the plan of salvation is needed, Lima? Absolutely. Uh, we live in a fallen world, right? Since the garden, sin entered the world and, and death uh, through sin. And when we study the word of God, we see that God has laid out a plan in the scriptures uh, for the redemption of mankind. We, we being lost in sin, uh, in need of a savior, we're in need of a savior. And uh, uh, God uh, throughout his foreknowledge and, and he predetermined before the world was made that um, his son was going to die for our sins. So we clearly see that God is a planner. Um, what comes to mind is Galatians 4.4. But when the fullness of time has come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. And this verse tells us everything about God being a planner. There was a time that God had set in history where he thought and where he planned it would be the best time to bring the Savior into the world. And so we see him as a planner. And sure enough, when we study the scriptures, we see that indeed there is a plan for a man to follow in order to receive the salvation that is promised only in Christ Jesus. And so we need a plan. Right. I agree with that. And, um, you know, you mentioned the plan that was before the foundation of the world. Ephesians chapter one talks about that as well. And it talks about how 
uh, verse 3 of Ephesians 1, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing, which would include salvation, uh, you know, the penultimate uh, spiritual blessing. And then it says, in the heavenly places in Christ. So that's the key. It's, salvation is in Christ. And then it says, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. So this plan has been there all along. The need for the plan, we talk, you know, you talked about, you know, a fallen world, sin. You go back to Genesis chapter three. Well, you go before that and you see everything was good. Everything was very good when God created man in his image. But Genesis chapter three, we see sin enter into the picture. Uh, Eve sins, then Adam sins along with her uh, after the temptation of, of Satan. And we see uh, the punishment for sin, including death. And uh, Romans 6.23 says that the wages of sin is death, but we come to Romans 3.23 and all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all choose, you know, we all choose to sin. We all choose to do wrong when we should do right. And so we're all guilty of that. We all deserve death, but we can access salvation through Jesus Christ. And going all the way back to the first sin in Genesis chapter three, verse 15, we see the first uh the first image of the coming savior where it says that, that the seed of woman would bruise the head of Satan. He, he would give the death blow to Satan. It is true that, that Satan would deliver a, a, a blow to the heel of the Messiah. He would have him, you know, killed on the cross, but Jesus overcome, overcame that. And um, because he rose from the grave, he, he conquered death and he, he conquered, uh, the strength of, of death, which is sin. And, uh, you know, because of that, we can have access to his plan of salvation. So Absolutely. we, we uh, also need to realize that, you know, going back to Isaiah 59, 1 and 2, we realize that sin is the big thing that is getting in the way of us and God. Uh, it separates us from God. And again, Jesus is the one that's coming in in the middle to reconcile us back to God. And uh, again, the key is all in, in him. Absolutely. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me, John 14 and verse 6. And, and um, it's important for, for any of us, for all of us, any man to, to understand um, that they are in sin and that they are in need of a savior. And that's why we, we need that plan of salvation and thank God that he's provided in such a clear way in the scriptures. Absolutely. Well, so we come to the first part of the plan of salvation, you know, hear the gospel. What do we mean by hear the gospel? And what do we mean by the gospel itself, Lima? Yeah, hearing hearing is uh is very important when it comes to the plan of salvation. Uh, the vehicles of communication are words, and there are certain words that one must hear and understand. Uh, hearing means to receive and understand what's been transmitted. Right? Is 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 not just uh, uh into one ear and out of the other as as uh, we sometimes. Uh, refer to when when someone is speaking i think about when our parents were were trying to teach us as children 
And sometimes our parents would say something like, do you hear the words that I'm saying? And we know what that means, right? We know they're not saying, should I be louder or am I coming off too soft? Should I speak up? That's not what they meant. Uh, What they meant is, do you understand what I'm saying to you? And, And that's part of hearing. It's not just the audible. It's understanding the transmission. Yeah. Um, and, and so uh, it's an important part of the process of salvation. You cannot be saved without first hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, you also mentioned the word, um, the word gospel. Uh, what is the gospel? The, the word means good news. Uh, but what is the good news? The good news is the death, the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I like what Paul uh, the way Paul puts it in his letter to the Corinthians in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1 through 4, Paul says, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you. So we see Paul preached the gospel. And then he says, which also you received. Well, to receive the gospel, you need, they needed to hear it first and to obey it. That's hearing the gospel. You hear it. And you do it. James chapter 1, verse 22, be ye uh, doers of the word, not hearers only, right? And continuing the text from Paul, in which you stand, the gospel is our foundations, the foundation of our faith. If Christ had not uh, been crucified, had not been buried, and had not been raised from the dead, then really our faith is vain. Uh, And then Paul says, the gospel by which also you are saved. We are saved only through the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then in verse uh, three and four, he says, "For he gives us what the gospel is. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again a third day, according to the scriptures. And so this is the gospel that people need to hear the gospel that they need to understand what is mean, because it is the gospel that saves. Paul says in Romans 1 and verse 16, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Well, before they believe, they must first hear the gospel. Right. I really like how you, you, um, explained all of that um you know when we think of hearing sometimes we think of just the auditory you know response just what goes in the ears but it's more to it than that you have to actively listen to uh what has been said you have to heed it and you have to comprehend it as well and you know that that's the mental part of it it's it's hearing what the lord had to say about salvation comprehending it and then acting on it which is what we will get to as we continue talking about the plan of salvation in the coming weeks. I am reminded of some passages in both the Old Testament and the New Testament that talk about how people have eyes to see so they can take the visual input, but they're not actually seeing. They have ears to hear. They can take the auditory input, but they don't actually really hear what was being said. You can look at Mark 8, verse 18, Ezekiel 12, verse 2. Jeremiah 5, 21, uh, Mark 4, 12, and, and some other passages. But really, that kind of explains it, doesn't it, Lima? We've got to actually 
have ears to hear, and then go ahead and actually hear what the Lord had to say. Absolutely. So we want to come to probably the most famous uh, verse that most people are aware of when it comes to hearing the gospel, and that's Romans 10 and uh, verse 17. It says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the word of God is absolutely key to this, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, it's, it's, it's not our words that will change a person's life. It's not our words that, that will convert souls. It's God's word. It's the word of God, the seed that we plant. Luke 8 and verse 11 in the parable of the sower, the, the seed that we sow is not man's doctrine or man's opinion or creed books or whatnot. And you go down the list. It is the word of God. Psalm 19 and verse 7, uh, the psalmist said, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. It's the law that has the power to change us. Uh, Hebrews 4 and verse 12, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. If you want to reach someone uh, with the with the message of Christ, preach the gospel, right? Preach the gospel. It has the power to reach the very depths of someone's soul, and it has the power to change uh, the soul of, of man. I uh, like what Paul said in in um, in First uh, Corinthians two, uh, when Paul was sort of like defending his apostleship and reminding the Corinthians of, of how he came to them preaching. Uh, I'd like to read that for us here in first Corinthians two, verse one through five, Paul said this. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with with persuasive words of human wisdom. What, what did Paul not use in his sermons? You know, the human wisdom. He didn't use that the words of man, but in demonstration of spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. He's talking about the word that he preached. Amen. Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's the power to change lives. All right. And, and I love that. The, the word of God is absolutely key here. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And you go back a chapter in First Corinthians and it talks about how the preaching of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to those who are saved, it is the power of God. And you can take that back to Romans 117 that you mentioned. Uh, the preaching is the power is in the preaching of the word. It's not in persuasive uh, style of preaching or anything like that. And oh, how preachers need to heed these words today. Uh, sometimes we get caught up in the theatrics, if you will, of preaching. And it's not about that. It's about preaching the truth that comes from God's word. Our motto in preaching school, 2 Timothy 4.2, was preach the word. Be ready in season right. and out of season. Reprove rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. Uh, reproving is the idea of convincing people of the truth. Re rebuking is the idea of uh, 
basically, you know, getting on to people when that's necessary. So reprove, Mm -hmm. rebuke, and exhort. That's, you know, encouragement. It's calling together for encouragement. So that's our job as as preachers. And uh, you mentioned Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is is alive and it's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword and pierces to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. In other words, the word of God is going to judge whether or not somebody has an honest heart or not. We've just got to take the word to them, let the word do its job. Uh, James 1.21 is another good one. Uh, Receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your soul. Um, We go back to the Old Testament. And uh, Psalm 119.11, your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Uh, Psalm 119, verse 160, the sum of your word is truth. It's truth. Right. Uh, Jesus in John 17, verse 17 says, sanctify them, set them apart for your holy purposes. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So that's what we that's what we have to heed. That's what we have to actively listen to and correctly comprehend and let the word of God mold our lives. Uh, and that includes, you know, for us, for those of us who are Christians already, we've got to do that. But certainly those who want to become Christians, how do we influence them towards becoming Christians? Well, they've got to be taught with the word of God. Absolutely. I love one of the uh, principles that the, uh, that uh, Rob Whitaker teaches in the house to house um, and heart to heart school of evangelism is, is uh, that we are, we are to show people the word and not tell them, right? Show, not tell, let the people read the word of God. Don't tell them what the word says. Let them read it for themselves. Let the word work on their hearts. And and, yeah, the key is the word of God. Amen. Another one, John 12, 48. He who rejects me and receives not my word has one that judges him. The, the word that I have spoken uh, will judge him in the last day. So we will be judged by the word of God. Therefore, we, we better be studying it, right, to, to make sure Absolutely. that we're approved of God. Second Timothy 2, 15. Uh, one more thing for us as, as those who are Christians, which I imagine most of my listeners are uh, this being the everyday Christian podcast, trying to encourage Christians. But uh, we need to remember first Peter three fifteen as well, because we need to sanctify the Lord God in our hearts. Where do we read about him in his word? So we need to sanctify him in our hearts and always be ready to give a defense for everyone who asks us a reason of the hope that is in us with meekness and fear. Uh, we need to know the word so that we can take it to others and present this plan of salvation to them. Absolutely. Jesus, when he was tempted, the first temptation after 40 uh, days going without food, the devil comes to him and he says, if, if you are the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. And Jesus responded, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Jesus did not say that you can't have bread, but he's saying you, you're not living life properly. If all you have is physical bread and not the spiritual bread, we need the word of God. And you can't live on God's word if you don't know what it says. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. You're exactly right. So again, Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that's your hearing. 
Faith is also mentioned in this verse. We're going to get to that next week when we talk about uh, the next step in the plan of salvation, faith or, or belief. Uh, but finally, we want to look at Matthew 13, verses 13 through 17. This is uh, Jesus quoting from Isaiah. He's explaining why he spoke in parables. And this is always interesting. You know, why didn't Jesus, why did Jesus speak in parables in these stories and, and illustrate important points that way? Why didn't he just come right out and say this, 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 and this? Uh, but he used those stories. Well, here's why he did it. Matthew 13, verses 13 through 17. Therefore, I speak to them in parables because seeing, like we talked about earlier, seeing they do not see and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. It's because they don't want to hear. Many people don't want to hear. So they're, they don't, mm-hmm. they're not going to put in the effort to find out what the parable means. He says, uh, in them, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, hearing you will hear and shall not understand. Seeing you will see and not perceive for the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their, their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts in turn so that I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For assuredly, I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. So what can we gather from this, Lima, as we get ready to wrap up the episode this week? Uh, you know, eyes to see, but do not see, ears to hear, but do not hear. And then those who do have eyes to see, and they do, and they do have ears to hear, and they do, Jesus says that we're blessed. So what can we gather from that? It's 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 the matter of your heart when it comes in contact with the Word of God. How is your heart? Is your heart hardened? Is your heart uh, uh, cultivated uh, ground for the seed of the Word of God to to grow and and produce fruit. So what we see here is is Jesus knew uh, from the beginning that there would be those who would hear his message and uh, like we say, falling up on deaf ears. That they they heard what he said, but they would not obey it. They would not listen to anything uh, that he has to say. I think about uh, Stephen as well. For example, when Stephen was preaching the gospel. Uh, to his fellow Jews, the Bible says in Acts 7 and, and verse 57, then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran at him with one accord. Notice that they stopped their ears. In other words, they didn't want to hear what Stephen was saying. Right. Similar to Jesus, um, the especially the religious elite or the Pharisees and scribes, they did not want to hear what he he had to say. And so the lesson for, for us when we're reading this account and the quotation from Isaiah, uh, the lesson for us is to examine our hearts. Um, even though we may have obeyed the gospel already, even though if you're a, a Christian, there's still a, um, a, a constant cultivation of our hearts to make sure that our hearts are humble enough for the word to mold, for the word of God to continue uh, to grow in our hearts. And so that's that's really what we're seeing here uh, because earlier Jesus would also say, he who has ears, let him hear. But he's, he's trying to uh, invite the crowd, please listen to what I have to say. Uh, Jesus said else, elsewhere in, in Luke chapter six, you call me Lord, Lord, and do 
who not the things that I say. And so, yeah, it's, it's, um, uh, really love the fact that here in Matthew 13, we actually get to see Jesus explaining why he taught in parables. And, and, um, that's one of the major reasons there were some in that audience, in that crowd that they were, their hearts were just hardened. And so to them, the message would not be received. Uh, because they've already chosen not to receive what Jesus has to say. Right. So the first major uh, milestone is uh, we've got to hear the word of God. We've got to accept it. And so uh, we will go from there in our study of the plan of salvation. And uh, we'll get to belief next week. Uh, Lima, you got any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Um, no, no, no final thoughts. Appreciate okay. it. Yeah. I think we covered it well. So, uh, Lord willing, if you would uh, join us next week on the Everyday Christian Podcast, we will go into the plan of salvation, belief. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.